Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. And away we go. Hour two. Great day for talk radio. Uh, the temperatures still hovering around a dozen degrees on the waterfront and uh, the melt continues. We were talking to uh, somebody in charge of the road conditions in Toronto. The next 24 to 48 hours uh, could get tricky, though, with the melt uh, and the runoff because uh, some of these catchment basins are not being cleared and the accumulation there. So if you're in a neighborhood where you know the location of such, you might just want to get out there with a shovel and clean that off and... uh, then that will help to alleviate maybe uh, a lot of difficult situation on the roads when the freeze does come again in uh, another day or so. Uh, then we'll find ourselves on slippery ice, and we wanted to eliminate that. Because goodness knows, uh, you know, that's my public service announcement for the afternoon, always trying to keep people uh, in the loop and making uh, for better outcomes. And look, you know, this is kind of the uh, discussion we were having in the last hour or two on the health care file better outcomes and uh, what might lead to those because we know and we just heard Danny play the clip on the news from the health minister Christine Elliott saying when you've got 1,200 people a day languishing in hallways this hallway health care can't be sustained it's not it's not a best practices scenario and so they're looking into health and how to reform it or tweak it and now apparently uh, there are Documents that are surfacing, the NDP has gotten their hands on them, where they're claiming that uh, this is real ominous stuff because it's a done deal cooked up behind closed doors they've already signed off on, and the plan sends critical health care services to the private sector and opens the door to unprecedented involvement of for-profit private corporations in health care. Against that backdrop, uh, is it that ominous? I had some people suggesting that uh, this may be the path forward that needs to finally kick the door open and have this conversation. Let's get the conversation back on the rails. Merritt Stiles has joined us on the line, the MPP from the NDP for Davenport and also the party's education critic. Merritt, good to have you on the Oakley Show. Good afternoon. Great to be here. Well, listen, this uh, document or series of documents, I guess, what, you got a second set of them now, this draft legislation you got your hands on? Mm -hmm. Yep. They say, um, or you say, the entire Ford government's been hiding this plan from the public because people won't like it. I heard from people last hour, they said they're actually uh, encouraged by this because they want to see some reform in the system. So why are you forestalling that? Well, well, look, first of all, I mean, we, at like everybody else, NDP has been talking for years now about the the dire situation in our health care. I mean, there's no question, you know, everybody's got very long waits. We have this hallway medicine, which makes patients less comfortable and, and, and less safe, and everybody wants to fix this problem. And I, I really believe that's true. But you know, what we have here is a government that set up a very expensive council, headed up by Reuben Devlin, who's, a, as you know, a former Ontario uh, PC president, um, at a salary of about $350,000 a year uh, to, you know, to lay out a plan to help, you know, consult with Ontarians and experts. And what we've discovered in the NDP and what Andrea Horvath uh, revealed again today is that they're, in fact, have gone beyond that already. They've already had bills approved by Cabinet and, and documents approved by 
cabinet and that the government already has a scheme in place. So, you know, our question is why won't the government come clean about what their plans are? Uh, and and it, why, why have this sham of a consultation if there's actually already decisions being made? All right, Andrea Horvath uh, says that, you say that, but then Christine Elliott turns around and says this is just draft options. It's ordinary course of business to develop draft options. You don't believe in that. Well, I mean, I think, you know, she kind of said, well, you know, maybe they don't understand. Look, uh, you know, we've all, many of us have worked in government for years. That, that this is, these were cabinet-approved documents, which means they went to the highest levels. So, and if, if she didn't know about them, then why doesn't the health minister know what's going on? I mean, that's what I would say. This is, this is uh, I think, pretty outrageous that she would, you know, deny any knowledge of them. But look, at the end of the day, what's important here is that people know what is being planned. And our concern absolutely is we're, we're concerned about more of the money, the really precious dollars that we have going into healthcare, going into profits instead of going to patients. Well, all right. Uh, when you say that the Ford scheme privatizes services including healthcare inspections, laboratories, and licensing, how does that compromise frontline care? Well, I mean, I think that when you look again, it's, it really is about what we have. We have a government saying, look, you know, we're, we've got to make cuts. Um, but, you know, also we need to fix health care. We all know we need to fix health care. So you have precious dollars. And the concern we have is that the more that you put into um, private com- companies to run certain elements, and I have to say, like, inspections, inspections is important. That's an area where you really don't want to go down the private route, right, because you want serious accountability. So I would be very nervous about that, like inspections of nursing homes, inspections of facilities, like that that would make me nervous. I think a lot of people would find that a bit nerve-wracking to think that that's going to be put out to, to the private sector necessarily. But, you know, certainly we always have had some, we do have some elements of the private system right now. The problem is, do we want to see it radically expanded or do we want to see those dollars go directly into patient care where we know it makes the biggest difference? All right. Well, there have been scandals within the public sector as well when it comes to long-term care facilities. Would you acknowledge that? Absolutely. And I mean, if you look as well, I think, you know, in, in, in the last bunch of years, it was the Harris government that, you know, brought in privatization of home care, which has also been a complete disaster. So we really need to think this through carefully. And I think what we're most concerned about is that, you know, the government is focusing a lot of attention right now on, you know, well, these are, are these real or are they not documents? I would like the government to come clean. We're also spending... $350,000 a year on salary of Reuben Devlin to supposedly advise everyone and consult. And for what? If these decisions are being made, Ontarians have a right to know. All right. When you talk about home care, uh, is that the CCACs you mean? Yeah. So, I mean, for-profit home care providers are allowed to be out there operating now. I mean, look, there, there are some issues. I mean, there's no question. We, we look now and we say, some things are not working well, right? We do need to address some, some fundamental issues. We would come at it probably very differently from the Conservatives, right? We believe fundamentally that we need to put that investment, those public health care dollars, um, into the kind of frontline care that's really going to make a difference, and that without question, um, we see uh, that not-for-profit public providers um, are really the best at what they do because they're not looking to, to make profit off of this, right? Like, ultimately, they're trying to do the best thing for patients. And I, I, I think, you know, when we see an expansion like this, and really, you know, the minister's downplaying this, but this really opens the door to pretty major privatization expansion in this province. And again, this is not something that 
that their their council has reported was necessary. We haven't seen any results of that really that point in this direction. So the government's going ahead, making up their mind about this stuff, and meanwhile paying this giant salary to somebody uh, to do what? To what? To sell the message? You know, let's get down to this. Let's t- tell us, be open and transparent about what they have planned. All right, but when you use that not-for-profit model, like uh, somehow that's you know. Uh, the holy grail and it doesn't cost us uh, more money when in fact if there's a competition built within the system and there are private delivery services and they are for profit they may we may actually get more bang for our buck than these so-called not-for-profit operations well i think you know that we've seen in other countries and certainly here that it actually doesn't tend to work that way well how come uh, all the other countries in the g7 have some kind of a uh, a mechanism for private uh, operations as well there's a at least a, a secondary tier well we we really in canada i think we you know have have believe and continue to believe that nobody should should uh, be turned away because they don't have enough money for health care. I mean, the United States has that kind of system, and the number one cause for personal bankruptcy is health care. So, you know, I think a lot... I don't. Yeah, but well, let's just Canadians move away from the American that. model, because again, as somebody had pointed out last hour, that that's always considered to be the uh, example that we compare ourselves again. But what about the other G7 countries? I mean, in Europe, uh, whether it's in Scandinavia, the UK, France, Germany, I mean, they all have have the availability of some private tier, don't they? Well, I mean, I, and, you know, to be honest, as we all know, and it's not untrue, I mean, many doctor's offices are private, right? right. So it does exist in our system. The issue is how much expansion of that do you want to see, and do you want to see, you know, big for-profit corporations coming in? Now, the minister denies that she's talking about privatizing hospitals, but I think that would be, for example, a very poor direction to be headed in. I mean, we know um, that dollars siphoned away from patient care um, is what happens when you're talking about an expansion of for-profit care. So other countries may have it, but we have, a, we have a really good system, but we need to make it better. We believe the investment needs to be into our public health care system. All right. Well, you know, uh, again, the minister has called this fear-mongering, mm-hmm. and uh, where the projections are all alleged, I mean, uh, do you have any concrete proof that this is the way we're going down the road to perdition? Well, what we have is is documents that are absolutely, and I mean, I think they, they unfortunately fired the public servant, leaked them today, so, you know, or allegedly leaked them. So, you know, they clearly um, are, are real documents. We know they are. They're cabinet approved. So, again, it's really, it's really up to the government to come clean and explain what is their rationale for this direction that they're taking us in. And because they clearly are on that path, and they need to explain it to Ontarians, and they need to be transparent about it. All right. And uh, so that's the latest salvo. As long as they're transparent, uh, you can abide by whatever well, they might have I, on I want to know what they're planning so I can know what to fight them on <laughs> right. if I don't like it. And, I, and, I'll, and I'll be it. I want to know what we can work on together, right? But I think it's, you know, Andrew Horvath put it pretty clearly today. You know, this is about them, you know, again, not wasting our dollars on, you know, these so-called consultations they want to hire, they want to have on everything, you know, really big salaries. Like Ruben Devlin's making $350,000 a year. That's $350,000 out of our health care system. So what is, what it, where's the proof in the pudding there? Let's see uh, what they've actually uh, gotten for that. And, and in this case, we see that the documents and, and all the plans have already been, to some extent, approved. So if the minister says that's not true, well, then tell us what's, what's happening, because right now it just seems like it's a, a bit of a mess. The 350000 by the way, uh, comparative to, what, a $40 billion health care budget item? 
Well, yeah, but you're looking at it over several years and the costs associated with that council. Um, I mean, uh, you know, the government, their government finds lots of ways to cut here and there in little small bits and pieces, and they talk about accountability. I want to, you know, I think we have a right, and the people of this province have a right to know what Ruben Devlin, uh, what impact that's really going to have if they've already made these decisions. All right. Well, uh, we're going to follow this one closely. I appreciate your weighing in, the NDP's perspective, as you've got these documents uh, through a leak or something, and the individual was fired. The individual worked with the uh, public sector, right? Well, that's, that's what I'm hearing as well, as I probably know as much about that one as you do. Um, but, you know, it, that's unfortunate too, right? Because, you know, there have been leaks. Uh, certainly when the Conservatives were in opposition, uh, they had a number of uh, big leaks, documents that were leaked to them about the Liberal government. And, uh, you know, I think, I think, you know, it to me speaks like it's sending a bit of a chill across the public sec- service. And I think public sector workers, you know, if things like that get, get leaked, it's because people really believe that it's important in the public interest to know what's happening. All right. Merritt, thanks so much for your time. Thank you. Bye. You Merritt Stiles again is with the NDP, the MPP for Davenport, and the Education Critic. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.